Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today once again by Chloe and Rachel. Hi. Hey, yo. Wow, that was short. I was trying to keep it cash. Uh, Rachel is clutching string cheese right now. (laughs) Yes, I am. Yes, she is. I just felt I should mention that. Oh, my God. But hold on. Before we get into anything else, speaking of food... Oh. I have to tell you, Rachel doesn't know this story about the Chloe Odyssey. just turned to me. Chloe just turned to me and aggressively whispered <laughs> at me, you? you're going to lose your mind. <laughs> was it aggressive? That was my average tone. I, But in her defense, she's right. So okay. last night... <laughs> Where do we begin? Oh, yeah, where do okay, we begin? Okay. Actually, you, you, you tie do into play it. a role in this. <laughs> you were, were the fucking catalyst. You caused this, okay? I was sick. Chloe and I were so ready I. to go out because I'm we so were sorry. supposed to go with Rachel to scout a location mm-hmm. for a series that she's shooting soon. <laughs> brag, brag, brag. But I was not feeling well, and I woke up from a nap. That's I fine. literally set my alarm for when we were supposed to leave. And I was so dizzy, I couldn't get up. That's and I fine. was like, I'm sorry. Do you feel better? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. So she said yes, and then almost knocked and then down the screen. Punched right. our, <laughs> our possessions. Our you punched our possessions. Okay, so, so you were ready to go out, and I wasn't. Yeah. Well, technically, and Allison was ready. I had no pants on. Allison was I ready. I was ready. Chloe, as usual, was running behind schedule. So I was like, okay, well, I'm starving, because we were supposed to like go out and like get food and stuff. So I was like, I'll order food. And Chloe and was, was like, like I'm going to order too. food, too. So... I go back into my room and I get very high. I was I took an edible earlier that day and then I smoked. Right. I was a violently high monster. And I order from a deli mm-hmm. uh, in the neighborhood a veggie burger, fries, mm-hmm. and I got a beverage too. I think yeah. I got a Coke. Should I say what I ordered? Not yet. Okay. So. I'm scared. I'm scared. Was it like a grilled chicken? No. <laughs> No. It was the complete opposite. It was the total opposite, which no. plays into my confusion later right. on. Okay. So the doorbell rings. I get the food from the guy. And I go back in my room, and uh, I open it, and it's the complete wrong order. So I call the deli, and I get into truly the most confusing conversation I've ever had with a human being. <laughs> I go, hey, man, I ordered a veggie burger and sweet potato fries and uh, a Coke from your deli, and I got the totally wrong order. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. What did you get? And I go, uh, I got the wrong kind of fries, and I got like some weird nacho thing and what looks like a strawberry <laughs> shake. And he goes, what? And I go, yeah. He's like, what's on the nachos? And I was like, a bunch of stuff. Uh, I don't know, like some white cheese, jalapenos, a bunch of different toppings. And he goes, we don't sell nachos. And I'm like, oh, clearly you do, man, because I have nachos in front of me. He goes, can you send me a photo of it? Which pissed me off so much. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, what? <gasps> oh, all right, fine, because I'm so hungry and I'm so high. But yeah. I'm like. So I'll send you a photo. So I sent him a photo and he goes, those are not our containers that we send out food. I'm like, well, that's weird, dude, because I have this food. How did this food <laughs> magically manifest? And then I was like, oh, shit. I took Nikki's food, our upstairs neighbor. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, she ordered food and I got it from the wrong place. So I was like, shit. So I was so pissed off. I was like, fuck it. Um, and he goes, your food's on the way. And another reason I, I didn't think, I did think that was my order was 
it had been over an hour. Yeah. So they should have delivered my food by then. So I was like, this must be my order. And they just sent the wrong food. But he's like, no, your delivery guy's still on the way. Because he's like, we got slammed. It's during dinner. Yeah. I was like, it's fine, dude. So I just put that food in the fridge because I was like, Chloe can eat it later. Um, maybe if she wants it. So then um, <laughs> I, I text you, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, I'm so mad. I just got the wrong order for my food. Um, but I put it in the fridge if you want it. It's like some weird nachos and like some weird like strawberry smoothie thing. And Chloe goes, LOL, that's my food. <laughs> what did you order from where? Yeah, what it was, was that? So it was, was like some so kind weird. of Mexican. Okay, again, what let's preface this with I'm high. I have no idea. I just Habanero. went on Nero. I don't think so. I was like, oh, you know what sounds so good right Oaxaca. now? Nachos. LA and Burrito? I was like, Stop no. naming places. Okay. I, I will not know. <laughs> I need to know. I will never know. I'll, I can look it up. Uh, so I was like, honestly, nachos sounds so good right now. But they were so down, f- so far down on the seamless page. I was like, fries. Milkshake? Okay. And then I finally got to the nachos. So that was a strawberry like, milkshake? It was a strawberry milkshake. And I drank like two sips of it. It was the worst thing. And nachos? It was a bit. Ba- I was high. I was like, oh, what do I want to... The I combo went, was fucked I felt up. S- I know that. so bad. I was like, oh my God, I ate your fries. And she was like, that's okay. I absolutely did not need those in addition to everything else I, I was like, I don't need these. But I still... I Venmoed Chloe for the fries. $3. I felt really bad. I was like, oh my God, I ate your French fries. So I just... But, the did you get your food? I did eventually. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the thing that fucked it up was I heard the doorbell ring and I was like, that's Allison's food. Because my food... It should have been logically. Yes. My food came 30 to 40 minutes early. Which is uh, cause for concern. And it's still on Seamless was like, it's being prepared. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, so it made no sense logically. Nothing made and sense. And mine took like an hour and a half to get here. Damn. Yeah, it took a really Nothing long time. Nothing made sense. But I just want everybody to understand two extremely high people trying to figure out this yeah. situation was like, <laughs> and also me so self-righteous on the phone where I was like, <laughs> sir, I know what nachos look like. These are nachos. And he's like, they are nachos. They're not our nachos. <laughs> 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 Oh Jesus! So it's from El Burrito Nacho. I don't know that place. I don't either. I literally Probably because it's nachos. not good. Um, well, yeah, it wasn't so, good. guys, while we're in the pop culture section, in addition to that story, I wanted to talk about: should we do Recky Rex first, or should we talk about a show that I want to talk about? Oh, whatever, whatever you're feeling. Okay, I'm good. Let's talk about. I'll talk about Sharp Objects first. Ooh, I haven't started it. So, Maybe. yeah, I, I don't think you need to have watched it for us to talk about it, but I love the show. I know it's very controversial. It's one of those shows that you either love or you hate so mm-hmm. much. Um, but there is a part that I wanted to talk about, which is within the show, there is this trope of the unethical female journalist, which is a trope we see in a lot of stories about uh, lady reporters. And... It's it's very, you know, the Atlantic calls it a lazy trope. It is a lazy mm. trope, but it's also really dangerous, especially for uh, lady journalists, female journalists who are actively working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, if they're in the field. So when they say unethical female journalists, usually that's tied up in, like, sexuality. They ultimately fuck a source, right? Like House of Cards. Right. Because they're like a praying mantis, yes. right? Like they, they have sex with a man and then they bite off his head and they get all the publish information the they need. Yeah, they publish the story and they don't care who they hurt along the way. It ruins his life. And obviously that's really dangerous because by and large, female journalists don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't think of a single female, female journalist I know who does that. 
in fact, it would be really, really uh, dangerous. You're not a journalist. Chloe pointed out <laughs> herself, <laughs> and I chose to ignore it <laughs> actively. Uh, <laughs> I will not. Uh, what's that called? Appease this behavior? Yeah. No. Encourage? Yeah. Acknowledge? Yeah. Encourage the behavior. Yeah, so it, it's not only, as The Atlantic says, a lazy trope. It's also super dangerous because if people start to expect that behavior of female journalists, then they're going to start treating female journalists a certain way. Yeah. I mean, not to say female journalists aren't already sexually harassed and, and you know treated very badly when they're trying to just fucking do their jobs. That already exists in our society because misogyny. Ugh. But if if media keeps portraying female journalists in a certain way, then that enters like the the public mind, right? People start to assume like, oh, you're a female journalist. You must like fuck people for information. And it's like, why? Whoa. Why is that a female journalist thing? Male journalists aren't always portrayed that way in media. I'm not saying they're never portrayed that way, but look, anybody can fuck anybody for something. Sure. You know? It's true. How do you think I got my job? <laughs> Just kidding. I hope not fucking someone. You're an accountant. <laughs> yeah, <No. laughs> it'd be. I would have gotten honestly, a better job. Be <laughs> uh, yeah, but I will link to the Atlantic piece at our Lipson page, and I highly recommend you read it in its entirety. Yay! Because it's it's very. <coughs> let me shout out who wrote it. Uh, Sophie Gilbert wrote it. Good job, Sophie. Hey, Sophie. Yeah, but also a great point. And I, once you start to be aware of that trope it's everywhere yeah it's sad yeah. Uh, literally when you said that i was like ah house of cards oh yeah all right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh so guys i also wanted to get your recce racks mm, what are yes. you reading mm. listening to or watching right now oh i have a good one but you guys go first <gasps> i uh, what have i been watching uh we talked about the movie we saw already yes <gasps> oh i saw uh i have an anti-rec a strong strong Ooh, strong anti-rec i love anti-recs uh slender man oh yeah i saw it a couple weeks I think ago you already anti-rec that did i yeah you anti-rec'd it so hard it's spilling over into another episode <gasps> oh my god no, but go ahead in case it. someone didn't it was uh, okay episode. uh i saw it a few weeks ago with a friend she fell asleep during the movie i watched it and wish i had slept <laughs> it was a parody of a horror movie but it was not supposed to be mm. sure and it was very it was like cartoonishly bad cgi <coughs> of oh, that's slender man who is the title character yeah, i was gonna movie. say if you gotta nail one thing it, in slender man it's slender man <laughs> it was cartoonishly bad too the acting, scary yeah. yeah the acting was bad it was like it's like very ugh. Venom was criticized because they were taking so long with the CGI. And I was like, no, yeah. I want them to take a long yeah. time with the CGI because if Venom looks bad, Alex. Venom will be bad. Yeah. I mean, Venom's still going to be bad, guys. But oh, no. take your time with yeah, the CGI. Chill. Take your time. We can, do this. We can yeah. wait. We can wait. I can be Slender patient. Slenderman is evergreen. We can wait. <laughs> it's evergreen. Uh, <laughs> evergreen. It was barely green ever. <laughs> no. No. Uh, yeah, it was just bad. I love the story of Slenderman. Like, I love that whole. I think narrative, that's so creepy. But, but if you if you want it. if you want that story, watch Heavenly Creatures. Mm. That's what Heavenly Creatures oh. is about. Kate Winslet. It's okay. you would love Heavenly okay. Creatures. I don't know watch it. it. <laughs> watch <laughs> it. It's good. It's good. It's, it's, it's also it's true crime. It actually happened. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. okay, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. So, yeah, that's my anti rec. Um, I have music. Oh, go ahead and tell about your music. Tell us about your music, honey. Well, I'm starting a band. <gasps> What's it called? Ooh. It's just ooh. So it's a it's A flat. I want people I want people to know what they're getting into. Um, minor songs, if that's okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, no. I've listened to a few songs. Uh, Allie X. A L L I E letter X. Oh yeah, Ooh, she spells it the right way. Yeah. She played a lot of this in LA. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. She's very. Do you like it? Yeah. It was good. Some yeah. of it. Some of it. Yeah. Not my favorite. I would listen again. Is it like dancing? It can't. It's like chill. It's very uh, kind of Lana a, Del Rey. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Okay, One. There was sure. one song that opens where I was like, "Is that Lana, Lana Del, Del Rey? Rey?" Yeah. Which brings me to have been listening to a lot of Del, Lana Del Dude, Rey. Dude, I love Lana Del Rey. Oh, um, I'm doing a character show in September, um, where I'm playing Lana Del Rey. Hell yeah! Yay. Uh, singing to terminally ill children. <gasps> Great. Because I think that's fucking hysterical. Uh, <laughs> and then my Fun last stuff. song just came out. I think it's called Body Count, but it's a remix. The remix is better with uh. Normany from F- I think Fifth Harmony. Oh, okay. I believe uh, she's really good. And then Kaylani is on it. Uh, and mostly, <laughs> I love the song. Uh, it's like a song about like how many people you've had sex with. Sure. But it's like very chill and vibey. Mm-hmm. And Kaylani has this. And there's a this running. There's this like through line of like I dodge dick for bl- like something. Uh-huh. And Kaylani just goes I dodge dick for some pussy. And I lost my <laughs> shit. When I that line. It uh-huh. was. So funny. Um, I just finished Orange is the New Black. Oh, season okay. six. I still haven't I seen it I was yet. just watching that last night. I know. I saw that. Oh. Uh, but I had just finished it. Um, I liked it, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you didn't find... So the criticism I've heard of it is that it's sort of anticlimactic following last season, which featured the entire season a prison riot. Yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't think it's anticlimactic in terms of like exciting things happening, yes. But in terms of like wrapping up the character stories, no. Like okay. I felt like I got an like a tie, mm. but not everything ended nicely because the whole season is building up to something. And like if it had gone well, I think I would have been like, Oh, that was Wow. Uh, if I had Chloe's gone well, I, I think I would have been like, oh, that's not real. It's too whatever. It's mm. like it's a harsh dose of reality and not where I would want to take some of the characters. So I feel about Orange as the New Black as the way I feel about The Handmaid's Tale, which is when people are like, I didn't like that it wasn't a happy ending. I'm like, it's about women in prison. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like when people are like, The Handmaid's Tale is sad. I'm like, I get people who can't watch it because it's triggering for yes. them. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. But the people who are like watching it and they're like, it was too sad. It's like, it's about ritualistic rape. What the fuck do you it, want yes. it to be? You know, like, it, of yeah. course it's sad. Yeah. And so I, I did think it ended happier than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. But it has a lot of, um, a lot of sad, very real things. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about the season before? Because that one was a I bunch got, of new writers, right? I, I liked that season. I didn't love it. Yeah. I liked it. Um, the way it felt to me was loved season one, liked season two, season three, season four, kind of like, mm, um, season five, I was like, okay, we're taking it in a new direction, but... Do you I know why know. I liked it? Because uh, Piper was barely in it. Yes. And I she's, like Piper. You she, like her? Oh, she's, like she's the worst character. interesting character on the show. But they wrap her up nicely. But, I mean, if you if you want a hot lesbian, I know. Alex. I know. Oh, yeah. I, oh, man, her eyebrows. <laughs> I was just... I was, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone last night. Oh, I was like, I really love... Like, I know there's so many bigger issues, but, like, I do genuinely like Piper and Alex. Uh like I do, yes, hot. I agree. I also. think they have good chemistry, and I think that relationship got interesting, mostly because yes. of Alex. Yes. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yes. Um, but 
the fact that they built up the show so much and built the characters and fleshed them out so much that that show just rode without the, the quote unquote main character. Yeah. Like the main character is not the main character anymore. Yes. No. And I like when shows do that. But they do end it framed in. They do. Her. Yeah. Not, uh. not necessarily, but like. I mean, this she, isn't this yeah, isn't she, a surprise. This yeah. isn't a surprise, but it ends with her release. Right. Oh, that and is so a the surprise. Series is that's a hundred percent a surprise. Word. We know it's not. I knew that going into it. I had no idea. I had no idea. But like, what do you expect? Like, that's that's what oh, the show is about. Eventually, but I didn't know it was this season. Her book. This season. Yeah. Well, this is the last season. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, this is the series finale. Oh no! Oh, I no, didn't know, dude. It's been renewed for multiple seasons. Yeah, through seven. It's How? It's not over, dude. I thought it was over. I was like, no. they, they ended the show. They tie everyone up. No, this is. It's yeah. been renewed at they're, least through seasons. They're probably seven. gonna follow the women who are still in jail. Yeah. But I heard it was the. I heard it was the end. Maybe for Piper. Fuck, well, I'm so sorry. She might be leaving. That's why I was like, I, I don't care about. Oh, her I'm so sorry. So I don't care. But that's why I thought it was the end because I was like, yeah, that makes so much sense because no. the book is about her time in prison. True. It is about her time in like, prison. Duh. No. I have a oh. feeling they Wait. know the other characters. Are so well, now I'm mad. Now I don't like it knowing that it continues. Right. That yeah. felt very much like the end it's for over, me. Yeah. yeah. It probably, I mean, it should be. Like, what season are they in? Six. Six. Yeah. But I, I know are for you a sure fact. I heard it's it was been, the series finale. I know uh, they signed like a three year deal with Netflix a while ago. Or like whatever, whoever they signed fucking deals with. It was like two or three years. Did they sign that three years ago though? Let me check. Okay. Yeah, because I thought it was done. Sorry, guys. That's okay. Uh, we'll put I, a little honestly, spoiler before. I, I don't care about her. But yeah, I will put that we put talk a little about spoilers. spoilers. Um, so also in... Yeah. Uh, can I read my quote? Yes. The Genji Kohan created Prison Genji Dramedy Cohen. has already been renewed for a seventh season. A three-season renewal was handed down ahead of season four. Oh yeah. Well, now I'm mad. I'm I'm not. I mean, if they follow well, some of the more interesting yeah, characters, they, watch the end of this series and then tell me if you're mad or not. Okay. Okay. Uh, also, I have been watching because I asked people what they wanted to see at my Patreon, like what kind of content. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, could you do bonus episodes where you talk in depth with spoilers about shows?" <gasps> oh, I because love this that. is it. Yeah, <laughs> it feels so bad. <laughs> I thought it was so obvious. Chloe looks really mad at me. <laughs> no, I like obviously I knew the author gets out of prison, but I didn't know at it was some this point. season. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I've been catching up on Riverdale. Hell yes, uh, yeah. hell I yes. I was following your tweets and I was like, "Fuck, I got to get back into this oh, show." Yeah, if you follow me on Twitter at Allison Kilkenny, I was I went bananas with screen I grabs. Oh, I, I it, it. I is love so fun, guys. So I've been catching up with season two. I think I'm going to have Sally come over and we're going to do a bonus episode where we talk in depth about it because uh, she's obsessed with that show. But I love it. I know that some people, because season one was great and people had complaints that season two kind of spun off in weird directions and there were some complaints that the cinematography wasn't as good. I don't feel that way. Maybe it's because I'm binge watching it and it's not week to week for me. Mm. But there's some really interesting commentary on fascism uh, and ow. immigration and like Native American rights, like surprisingly nuanced uh, conversations about stuff like that, which for like a teen drama, you know, feels above their pay grade, but mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. Also, I love that show. guys, Chris traumatized me because I got into conversation a fight with charles about i think jughead is hot yes yeah. charles strong disagree like was horrified that i said that so i tweeted that 
Chris fucking tweets me and he goes, you know, that actor was Ross's son on Friends and showed you me this? a fucking ben? screen grab. He's Ben. Wait, hold on. Let me look at this. And he was also on uh, in um, Daddy. Uh, Big Daddy. Big Daddy. He was also Zach and Cody. He was one of the I didn't Zach watch and Cody. Yeah, yeah. It's Dylan yeah. Sprouse. It's Cole Sprouse. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, but I can't tell. But cool. yeah, they, it, and then oh. they were also all those things. But he sent me he was a ben. fucking screen grab of him as Ben. And I was like. I'm a million Ruined. years old. I'm dead. No, whatever. I'm He's dust. Hot. He just won. He he just won like a hot team. He's actor. also in his mid twenties, so I'm not a total. Oh, I went bag. to school with him. What? what? I went to NYU with him. We went. I saw him at the gym a few times, and we were running around the park together. Was he nice? I didn't actually meet him. He. I think he oh, thought well. I was like running to be weird, and I was like, "We're just running in the same place, dude. Oh. We're just running around Washington <laughs> Square Park. This isn't weird." Wait, so Cole thought you were stalking him? That's the vibe I got because he kept running faster, and I was like, "I'm just." <laughs> ru- <laughs> Literally just running. I also Wait, go to school here. So your brag is that you chased Cole Sprouse. <laughs> he thought I was chasing he's, him. He's in real life. He's dating that girl. Uh, Betty? Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah. Um, my story, the only, so I never partied with them, but my friend Manya did. And they were throwing some party, like when they, of course, he was like dating model or whatever. Sure. Uh, this, him being Dylan Sprouse, the oh, other one. Okay. Uh, so she goes to their apartment and she was like, I wanted to meet them. And I did their dishes. Like, what? You did their I dishes? Like, Manya, what? Girl, She's no. Like, yeah, she literally went into their kitchen and did their dishes. No. Cole Sprouse has like, an Instagram account called Camera Duels. And it's the, this Instagram is dedicated to the people out there who secretly take photos of me and how I take photos of them first. May the fastest camera win. <laughs> and it's all people trying to sneak photos That's of them. So That's funny. so it's funny. I love it. What if Chloe's on here running? And it's like, <laughs> with your phone with out? With your phone out. And Chloe's like, you're I wasn't being weird. in the same direction. I'm not trying to get a photo of you. You're, you're weird. You're, you're weird, weird for this. No, I'm not out of breath. Uh, I'm running. Oh, he's, he, this one guy has his phone up. And is you're not subtle, that? dude. They His know. Flashes on. Oh, you dummy. Oh my Anyways, god. Anyways, camera underscore duels. I love okay. that. That's I like so that. funny. That's funny. Uh, guys, it's that time of the episode. Let's all hold hands and cry. Here is your bad news. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> I just was gonna let her ride with that one. <laughs> So, first bad news item. This was making the rounds on Twitter the other day, and it's about Scott Lloyd, who is the anti-abortion zealot, who is the head of the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement. And he has been making a lot of news lately because uh, he's made it his personal mission to stop every migrant teen under his custody, including rape victims, from getting abortions. And he's gone so far as to personally intervene when an unaccompanied minor under ORR uh, care seeks an abortion. So a a true zealot. So this story came out that when he was in law school, he wrote this essay on abortion that was so extreme and like disturbed his class so much that one of the classmates kept a copy for 14 years. Wow. Yeah. This is a report from Mother Jones. Uh, And we find out, and this will be totally unsurprising to a lot of people, 
that his anti-abortion stance stems in part from his own experience as a young man when he says he got a woman pregnant. Uh. She wanted an abortion. He wanted her to give birth and then put the infant up for adoption. They argued he ended up paying for half of the procedure and thus an anti-abortion crusader was born. But he ended up paying for half of the okay. abortion. Okay. So okay. obviously a lot of people were like, you're a fucking hypocrite because he's a fucking hypocrite. And which is a lot of right-wing extremists, you know, who's are like, Abortion is never, ever acceptable unless my pre- precious baby girl gets pregnant, in which case we're getting an abortion. We're knocking it out. Get out. We're knocking it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and especially someone who is now preventing the most vulnerable types of people from getting an abortion is extra gross. And can you imagine being so disturbed by one of your classmates that you save Jeez. their essay for 14 yeah. years. Like what honestly good for that. Yeah. Truly woman or man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he compares abortion to the Holocaust. That's one part. Um, uh, he wrote the truth about abortion is that my first child is dead and no woman, man, Supreme court or government. Nobody in caps locks has the right to tell me that she doesn't belong here. He the, argued the that carrying, the child, I mm-hmm. think. Maybe, yeah, maybe the other half of that. <laughs> he argued that women shouldn't have sex if they're not prepared to give birth. Okay, no sex with you. If a woman needs to defend so fiercely the one thing they can call their own, their body, and they shouldn't, then they shouldn't be so careless with it as to have sex when they are not ready to be pregnant. By making the choice to have sex, a woman is making a conscious decision to engage in an act that has the natural result of creating a pregnancy. A pregnancy implicates the rights of two other people, the baby and the father, whether our government wants to recognize that or not. A state would not be violating any rights by recognizing and codifying the natural consequence of a person's action, protecting a fetus's right to life and protecting a father's right to be a father. Um, well, one, women can have sex without getting pregnant, and that's called non heterosexual sex. There's that and also um, the natural consequence of sex also oftentimes is a miscarriage. So if we're going to talk about what's natural in environment, you've heard that expression God's the biggest abortion provider in the universe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but also like can you imagine like this guy you're dating him and he's like come Mm. on baby let's have sex I'm sorry I'm not ready to be a mom. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull out. It's fine. It's and a then really he doesn't good impersonation of this guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, he then a pa- painted abortion as an act that is directly opposed to femininity. Excuse <coughs> me? He the wrote, only thing I aspired to? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I love feminine. He wrote, Roe v. Wade points to the mental and financial troubles a pregnant woman faces. It doesn't speak highly of women to assume that they can't handle the pressures of being a mother and that they need a procedure that is so directly opposed to femininity. Ask any of the female deans or professors at our school how much abortion was a factor in their success as a female professional. Does he mean like feminism? Also, did he go around interviewing the female deans or, and professors? Were <laughs> they like, get out of my office? Please stop. Ask them if having a child spelled mental and financial ruin. I sort of doubt that abortion was a key step on their path to success. I like that his sampling pool is like high-ranking academics at the university. <laughs> like, yeah. you guys are financially fine, right? You guys are good. I rest my babies? case. Great. But also, does he mean feminism? 
I think no, no, no. He means femininity. femininity. Like, like uh, oh, you mean like, is he thinking feminism? And he's yeah. saying, yeah, I think he's afraid to use the word feminism. Okay. So he's saying femininity. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. He's not talking about being girly. Girly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. That's how I'm. Uh, is abortion a choice we should endorse in an effort to make women a more successful segment of society? Yes. I'll answer that. Yes. If that's what they want. If that's what they want, yes. They should have control over their own bodies. Some people don't want it, and that's cool, too. And now this guy is in charge of if migrant teens have access to abortion. There he is. There's a stupid fucking face. He looks like he grew up in a cul-de-sac. <laughs> he did. I bet he did. As someone who did grow up in a yeah. cul-de-sac. <laughs> I know them well. Uh, I also lived on a cul-de-sac at one point. Did you ever live on a cul-de-sac? Um, no, I lived on a dead-end street. Wow. Um, there's a musical that I can't think of the name of right now, but a song called I Don't Want to Be Here. And she's like, I literally grew up, or like, oh, man. Never mind. Oh, there's a lot okay. of half details. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's She has cool. a line about growing up in a cul-de-sac, and she's like, that's literally a road that goes nowhere. It's that definition of dead end. Wow. Wow. So I, I kind of lived on a cul-de-sac, except it wasn't round. Yeah. yeah. You lived... I also lived in the middle of our street and not the end where the cul-de-sac would be. Okay. I, I think that should count. Okay, good. So uh, this next story is a big fucking deal if it's true. So I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but mm-hmm. um, Pope Francis recently visited Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody in Ireland was real mad because there was just a grand jury inquiry in the U.S. where they found um, hundreds of priests had uh, raped and molested thousands of children's mm-hmm. over, uh, children over several decades in many, many states. And this is after the church was supposed to have like cracked cleaned down up, and yeah. cleaned house under Pope Francis because he's the pool, cool pope, right? Cool pope. Cool pope doesn't allow child rape. Argentina. So he visits Ireland. There's like a big fanfare because he's visiting and he's going to directly talk about the child rape epidemic in the church and like really confront it and, you know, met with victims and all that stuff. So it's supposed to be like a (laughs) no pun intended come to Jesus moment for the church. So then this story comes out. A a former top-ranking Vatican official has released a very detailed statement, I think it's like 11 pages, accusing Pope Francis and other leaders in the Catholic Church of turning a blind eye to abuse allegations against the former Archbishop of Washington, D.C. for years before he was suspended. Mm. So the statement is by Carlo Maria Vagano, who's a former um, apostolic uh, nuncio in the U.S., uh, it was issued just hours after the pontiff met with survivors of sexual abuse on Saturday in Ireland. Vagano claims he personally <laughs> informed Pope Francis of abuse allegations against Cardinal Theodore McCarrick in 2013, five years before McCarrick was suspended from the church amid allegations he'd abused seminarians. <clears throat> He must honestly state when he first learned about the crimes committed by McCarrick, who abused his authority with uh, seminarians and priests. In any case, the Pope learned about it from me on June 23rd, 2013, and continued to cover him, Vagano wrote. So this is him directly implicating the Pope and saying, you fucking knew about this. He also calls on him to resign because he's like, you're lying to these people. And this is supposed to be like the big candid uh, like moment with the church where everybody stops fucking lying and tells the truth. (coughs) And here we have Vagano saying like, he's fucking Mm. lying to you people. But hey, organized religion is just like, you know, uh, 
children need it. They need mm-hmm. structure. They need structure. They, they need, need structure. structure. And if that structure need includes values, look, rape, then you know, yeah. that's part of the they structure. I'll tell you guys something. I'm, you know, I do a lot of drugs now, and I didn't go to CCD, and I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> What's I'm CCD? also gay now, and I don't think that's a coincidence. <laughs> What's CCD? Uh, I don't know what it stands for, to be honest. It's like, uh, CCD it's like is Sunday school, school, but like, um, And then when you graduate CCD, you go to Quest. Yeah. And I did my parents are everyone. Oh yeah, <laughs> good. I was like, I don't know everyone anything. in my town except pretty much us. All, literally, all it does for you is gives you a lot of guilt that you have to wa- work through, and that's it. Oh, I got that from my parents directly. There you go. You didn't have yeah. to go to church. You didn't have to burn a lot of Sundays to get guilt. No, I didn't. Sundays were um, the Lord days where I got to listen to Lord. Nope, that was a bad joke. <laughs> da, 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 but mostly because Lord is younger than me. Yeah, it did make sense a on a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. This is awful. Yeah, it, it's really awful. And I said this before on the show, but I truly, truly don't know what it's going to take for people to leave the Catholic Church. Like, this is it. This is mm-hmm. their big moment where it was like, we're not lying to you guys anymore. And then the grand jury inquiry came down where they were like, no, actually, they have been lying to you for decades mm-hmm. and they've just been shuffling these guys from parish to parish and hiding them. Mm-hmm. And this is a priest, again, if it's true, saying... I told the Pope about this. He knew five years ago and he did nothing. That's huge. That's devastating. And like, I don't know how Catholics move past that. It, I, I think they're going to they ignore it. They should just start it. their own church. They will Genuine, ignore it. It's that that's a confirmation huge part of Catholicism. Gonna, it's not what they want, so yeah. they're going to No, they will it. ignore it. And that's also a huge part of Catholicism, like mm-hmm. ignoring things that don't make sense logically. Yeah. <laughs> just like plowing ahead, right? Because uh, you have faith that things will get better, um, yeah. even though there's no evidence to support that. And now you have the Pope lying to a country. Yeah. Look, I went to Sunday school once with my friend Emily, and I was very disappointed by the spread. Um, there were only one flavor of Capri Suns, so. Mm-hmm. Um, Did we have, we didn't leaving the church myself. Um, I, I, we went, I, where did I go? I, we went to an Episcopalian. Episcopalian. Thank you. That was where we went to church sometimes. I think because my dad had friends there and he just like wanted to talk to people. I went to a Lutheran preschool. Yeah, my, my preschool was at the uh, basement of our church. By the I way, I, because I was curious, I looked it up. CCD stands for Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. Which sounds so chill. Yeah. That's so chill. It's like, you know, you got, you got fraternity in there, you got Christian, you got doctrine, all good words. That's all you need. And co. And co. co. <laughs> Is independent. Yes. So... Also, where are we at time-wise? Yeah, we're good. Um, I also wanted to talk about <gasps> the White House and elections. Because those are important, and they're coming up, the midterms. Uh, I know. Very soon. Wow, wow, wow. The White House, in a very chill move, uh, there was a bill that would have significantly bolstered the nation's defenses against electoral interference. It's been uh, held up in the Senate. Uh, at the behest of the White House, (laughs) which opposes the proposed legislation. Now, why would they oppose defenses against electoral interference? Unless that's how they won the fucking 2016 election. No. Truly, it's the only thing they can bank on. Wow, 2016. I didn't even think about that. Mm -hmm. It's been so long. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, it feels like, like time feels like it every day is an eternity and also Mm -hmm. that it went so fast yeah so it's called the secure elections act it was introduced by senator james lankford 
uh, a Republican from Oklahoma in December 2017. It has co-sponsorship from two of the Senate's most prominent liberals, Kamala Harris and uh, Amy uh, Klobuchar, uh, as well as from conservative stalwart Lindsey Graham mm. and consummate mm-hmm. centrist Susan Collins. So mm. a lot of people supporting it, right? Mm-hmm. The White House was like, no, 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 no. Uh, Because, again, it's like they are banking on election interference. They love election interference. They love it so much they're trying to knock off black people from the voting rolls everywhere. (sighs) They know they have to steal the election or they'll lose. So, yeah, that's why these... Elections matter. Gerrymandering matters. Um, The Voting Rights Act mattered. It mattered when the Supreme Court said, we don't need the Voting Rights Act anymore, as thousands and thousands and thousands of black people were being prevented from voting. They were like, we don't need this thing anymore. Excuse me. This is a vintage piece of legislation from the 60s. And it's like, no, no, we still need it because racism still exists. But it just But I have a black husband. But I have a real black husband. Look, he's eating a tuna roll. That was a callback from yesterday's episode. Pew, 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 pew. I just, I get so frustrated because I feel like it's such a double-edged sword of people read this and then they think I don't have to vote because my vote doesn't matter anyways. Right. Sure, sure, sure. And it's like I, I, I don't know how to solve it. I'm I mean, sol- you should definitely vote. Yes, yeah, please. Obviously, you should definitely vote. But also, we need to pay attention to what's happening at a local level with our elections. Obviously, yes. w- nationally, too, is very important. But in terms of like what you can do in your own life, it's like, do you have a car? You could offer people rides to... Mm-hmm. Did you hear that Lyft is giving people free and discounted did, rides yeah. to the polling places? That's amazing because I yeah. was just thinking about how I am registered in my old neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Um. And that I shouldn't re-register because I don't know where I'm, I'm moving in a month. Right. I don't know where I'm moving. So regardless, I should go to that polling place and not even change it. Yeah. But that's good to know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how it works, like how you redeem that on voting day. But yeah. if if that is indeed true and, and is fulfilled, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And just paying attention to, because there are so many local stories, especially in the South, not only in the South, but oftentimes in the South, about polling places like closing early or a lot of misinformation out there. Like Republicans are notorious for that. They'll like mail out ballots that tell people to vote on the wrong day and stuff like that. (laughs) It's really, it's dirty. It's dirty. Yeah. I had such a positive voting experience when I, uh, for the, I mean, not the results of it, Mm -hmm. but everyone was, it was like at a school in my old neighborhood and people were standing outside and letting people know, like, hey, it only took me five minutes to get through the line. Like, don't be scared about the line. Like, yeah. it goes really fast, blah, blah, blah. Like, as people were leaving, they were, like, sharing information with people at the end of lines. Like, have each other's backs. Mm-hmm. I should have known that I the feel. 2016 election was going to go the way it went. Because when I went to go vote, and I voted for Clinton, obviously, I got sexually harassed by a polling worker. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I was like... And then, the, yeah, and then uh, Trump fucking won. But I was like, yeah, that seems right. I was sexually harassed while voting. So Trump's America. Um, but speaking of voting, officials in a majority black Georgia county accused of trying to close almost all polling places to make it harder for black people to vote 
claimed last week that the locations couldn't be used because of accessibility problems for people with disabilities. But Randolph County doesn't have a single recent report, analysis, or document supporting the idea that it needs to be that it needs to close seven of its nine polling places Jesus. due to accessibility issues. Uh, and this is according to a lawyer for the county who spoke to Huffington Post on Tuesday. Why does it? Why would? Uh, why would they not just open an additional one that doesn't have accessibility issues? Why would they right. shut it down for everyone? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You just move the location. Like, it's so obviously an attempt to stop black people from voting. Mm -hmm. And it works, too. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, take into account that not only is this shit happening, but, like, a lot of people work two or three jobs Mm -hmm. and don't have a lot of time to go vote Mm -hmm. and have very valid reasons for why they can't get to polling places. They have to take care of their kids. They have to take care of their parents. But... These are people who actually can get out to these polling places and now they're being closed down. So it's just basically the Republicans are in full panic mode and they're trying to throw up any obstacle they can, just hoping they can. And by the way, why can't. Yeah. Vote, sorry. No. Why can't like Election Day be a national holiday? It should be. It absolutely it like should We be. have off our stupid days. Yeah. You mean yeah. Columbus Day? Yeah. Yes. No. Genocide Day? <laughs> like, like. No, no, it absolutely should like be. Like, why? Yeah, man. It absolutely should be. I mm. agree. I agree. I'm writing a letter. Yeah. If you had a petition, I'd sign it right now. Thank what you so much. Sign the shit out of it. Okay, cool. Okay. Sign it for I'll me it and my mom. It should be. Do you think voting should be mandatory? I think, uh, e- I, I think in, in per, like you personally should want to vote. Yeah. I think, I guess like the hallmark of democracy I just did a, a jerk off motion. A jerk off motion. Is you have the choice to like, do yes. I want to vote or not? I, I, I feel agree. like you should have to go to the voting place and say, I'm withholding my vote. Oh, interesting. Oh, Catholic like, guilt. Wow. No, no, no. But like, but like, I feel like it's not. So it's not such a passive choice. That's interesting. Yeah. I've never heard someone propose that. I, I don't think you should be forced to have to vote for. A major party. I think that's yes. very fucked because I I know a lot of people who don't want to vote Democrat because you know the Democrats have been completely watered down, controlled by corporate interests. I get all of the reasons people don't vote mm-hmm. Democrat, and I think it would be uh, unfair to force them to have to vote for candidates yeah. they don't want to support. I get that, which is why they can show up and say nope. But I feel like it has yeah. to be an active, not so much of a. You can't thing. just like stay it. home. Yeah. yeah. Okay, interesting. So, and I'm running for (laughs) no, (laughs) I would never. So, it should be a national holiday. Yes. And you have to go to the polling place regardless to make your voice heard. I I like that. Yeah. It would. It would also be interesting (gasps) to see how many people were like, uh, "I'm not voting," and here's why I'm not voting. I think that would be very short answer. It would be revealing because a lot of people would say, you know, the Democrats are too much like Republicans. They're controlled by corporate interests. But it would be interesting to have like data about oh my god you know let's put a little likert scale on there because you hear every year like you know however many millions of people didn't vote and it's always portrayed as like they're lazy they're apathetic but so many people aren't voting for valid reasons Mm -hmm. and it's like it would be nice to know to have that officially heard Mm -hmm. like why are you unhappy with these choices yes yeah can i ask like a semi-tangential question of course um Maybe this isn't right for the podcast, just because I like want to know other people's thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Cynthia Nixon running? Oh, I love Cynthia I love Nixon. Her. I think she's I feel great. so conflicted. I because I love her mm-hmm. and I stand behind everything, but also I'm just scared that we go down the slippery slope of all these celebrities running. And eh, I, I think it's different it for her. Slope? I my thing is like she happens to have been an actress, but in terms of what she 
believes in. Yes. I support it all. And for me, it's like being an actor is a very hard job. You know, you, you work very hard. You work long hours. You face a lot of rejection. And yeah. um, so I don't it, I think a lot of people treat it like being an actor isn't a real job. No, I just think in my head, I would expect like in my head, I like rolled my eyes at Schwarzenegger becoming governor sure like i was like you know he's not qualified whatever but like if i had believed in what he believed in then maybe yeah. i would not feel I that way so i feel like i'm being hypocritical by being like oh i'm totally down for cynthia nixon because she happens yeah. to stand behind things i stand behind i, I think mean my thing like, is like look at george w bush for example right a guy who went to the right schools who um I guess, you know, he owned a, a minor league baseball team. But other than that, like, sort of ascended the ladder as you're supposed to, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Cynthia Nixon, I know for a fact, is smarter than yes, <laughs> George yes, W. Yes, Bush. Yes, yes, yes. So I, in terms of, like, Schwarzenegger, it, I'm sure he did work really hard on the campaign trail. I'm sure, you know, like, it is brutal to campaign for an office mm -hmm. it's really long hours and it's saying the, like answering the same questions over and over and meeting so many people it is a very hard thing to do but also he happened to believe things that i disagree with yeah. but you know i this whole thing like actors shouldn't run for office i'm sort of like why it's not necessarily actor it's just not i don't know i feel like if um a painter. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. Something I, I would support a painter running for office. I, my th thing is sort of if our leaders are supposed to represent us, my only concern is that Cynthia Nixon represents the interests of most New Yorkers. And most New Yorkers <laughs> yes. are concerned about not being able to afford rent. Um, the MTA being a The disaster. MTA being a fucking disaster. Raising the minimum wage. Stuff like that. And Cynthia Nixon's fully on board yes. for that. So I'm like... Listen, this woman was just at a meeting organized by a woman I know in Brooklyn where it was just women of color talking about the struggles of, of being moms and working and was stuff like that. Was this the like one that. in bed Yeah. Yeah. And she showed up and there was no air conditioning and there wasn't enough seating and she said, it's cool. And she sat on the floor for hours listening to people talk because she wanted to hear their yeah. stories. That to me is very, very revealing. Like yeah. I yeah. don't know many candidates who would have done yeah. that. She's in it. She's working yeah. really hard. Yeah. So I'm like, for the time being, until, you know, she does something unforgivable. Yeah. I'm like, hell yeah. I'd love the very least for her to bring it to Cuomo. Yes. And yes. for him to have to be held accountable yes. and for him to have to move his platform further and further to the left because a lot of people really like her. Yeah. I just have felt, I like, I've, I have just felt a little guilty, like feeling mm. like I was being hypocritical. Yeah. I just feel my thinking is like we've been conditioned to expect people who are running to be career politicians and that's gotten us here. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, if someone is intelligent, if someone has values or whether even whether or not I agree with them, if they have values and they're standing by them and they're fighting for whatever, then like they can run. Whatever. Yeah, that's how I, th I also think there's a difference between like a hardworking actor or actress and like a reality television star like yes. Trump. Yes. Um, but anyway, guys, Sorry. it's that time of the episode. Here's your good news. <gasps> mm -hmm. Good. Can you 
you guys stop fighting while we're in the good news section? Yeah. Okay. So speaking of exciting candidates, Beto O'Rourke, man. <sighs> this is wild. I feel like I get 30 emails from Beto O'Rourke every day where he's like, I'm doing good. And I'm like, great, babe. Good, good, great. Calm down, calm down, calm down. Easy. Um, so Beto made uh, a lot of waves the other day. If you don't know who Beto O'Rourke is, Beto. he's this young Democratic candidate who's challenging Texas Senator Ted Cruz. Yes, he also happens to be hot. <laughs> That's what I, I whispered to Rachel. I was like, he's also hot. He's he's very hot. He's a skateboarder. Uh, yeah. And what? puts you without that. But also, he uh, is super progressive and like believes in a lot of very rad things, which is cool. And it's also very cool that he is, like again, bringing it to Ted Cruz. So he was featured in a viral video posted on Twitter on Tuesday, giving an answer at a town hall in which he defended NFL players who kneel during the national anthem before games. So I wanted to talk about this because A, it's rad that he's defending these NFL players, but also B, how it was framed by the media. Was just going to bring that up. Yeah, because they were basically saying that he defended... um, the players kneeling during the national anthem. And that's not what he said. What he actually said was, um, and I'll just read it, nonviolently, peacefully, while the eyes of this country are watching these games, they take a need to bring our attention and our focus to this problem to ensure that we fix it. Uh, talking about police brutality um, against unarmed black people. Um, I can think of nothing more American than to peacefully stand up or take a knee for your rights anytime, anywhere, or any place. So what he was saying was, I support them kneeling to protest for their rights. Not to protest the national anthem. The the amount of headlines I've seen uh, that are like, "I, uh, I can think of nothing more American, end quote to kneel during the national anthem. I'm like, that's not what he said. That's not what he said. said. And that's a huge difference, right? Because the right have tried to misconstrue these protests by accusing the players of purely protesting the national anthem when it was never, ever fucking about that. The national anthem was the symbol of a country that is based and steeped in white supremacy. And what part of white supremacy is this police brutality against black people. So that was what Colin Kaepernick was protesting. That's what started all of this. And Beto O'Rourke totally gets it. And he explained that and the media still misinterpreted it, it, which is just like, it makes you feel like insane, you know, because it's like, no, he actually explained it accurately and you're still misconstruing his words. Very frustrating. Beyond frustrating. Also very good that Beto O'Rourke's doing so great. Yeah, I'm in love with this Uh. man. Um, Are you sure you're gay? Uh, oh no, I'm gonna. I'm coming out as straight now. Okay, so I'm skipping the middle ground for Beto O'Rourke. You'll come <laughs> out straight. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> wow, problematic. <laughs> so, so problematic. Uh, yep, yep, yep. We talked about that. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. So Infowars, they got banned from YouTube because <laughs> Alex Yay. Jones. Just, it was a little thing, accused the Sandy Hook massacre of being a false flag operation and told a bunch of parents who lost their kids that they were liars, that their kids were actors and they were actors and uh, you didn't really lose your kid to gun violence. You dummy, you're you're an actor. You forgot you were an actor. That's actually what happened. And he started uh, Pizzagate when a guy showed up with a gun to a pizza place and was like, Hillary Clinton and John Podesta are keeping child sex slaves in the basement of this pizza place. And the pizza owner was like, what? (laughs) We don't have a basement. 
but the guy was already there with a gun. Good times. So that's Alex Jones. Yikes. And Alex Jones. InfoWars was banned from YouTube because eventually YouTube was forced to ban them. Good. They did not want to. And at the time, InfoWars talked a big Finally. fucking game where they were like, oh, we're going to even do better because of this because we're being persecuted. And our supporters are going to know we're being persecuted. So like Paul Joseph Watson took to Twitter and was like, InfoWars app is now number one on Android and iPhone and news category. Basically, we've shifted traffic from third-party big tech sites that censor to being back under our control. Thanks, CNN. <sighs> Two weeks later, though, the InfoWars app is set to slip out of the top 30 news apps, and InfoWars is nowhere near replacing its lost YouTube viewership. God. Um, InfoWars currently hosts its videos on Reel.Video. I don't even know what that is. It's real. It's a real video. A niche video hosting site that promises that content on the platform is protected under free speech. Ew, so that's just like a bunch of You awful. know it's awful, awful content. And prominently features other channels promoting malicious or dubious nutrition ideas. Oh my God, that what? is fully Alex Jones. Malicious and dubious nutrition ideas? What's uh, that, what, what would you define as a dubious nutrition idea? Everything Alex Jones promotes on his show. He sells these like supplements. Oh, I've never, se- never, I've never seen, seen it. He like took off his shirt in one to show his stunning male physique. Uh, and is he it was stunning like, or is it a- this is how I got my, I mean, I like, I guess he's in decent shape for a guy of his age, yeah. but like, it was just gross that it was like yeah. Alex Jones without a shirt yeah. on. But he was like, uh, how do I get my stunning physique? These uh, nutritional pills. pills. He's selling people like dubious pills. We don't even know what they do. Ew. So uh, InfoWars videos on Reel.Video regularly receive only a few hundred or thousand views, which is not good. (laughs) If you're like a national news show. We're doing better. I get more than that with downloads on this show. (laughs) Take that. So take that, InfoWars. Malik's but moan. I should mention, even though we're in the good news section, uh, Infor's still doing good on Twitter. Unfollow them if if you're following them. One, yeah, they're still being shared. Um, yeah, so Stop. Twitter's still a bastion for white supremacists. I hate Twitter, yo. I I'll hate it. First to say Twitter it. is the only social media platform I can think of maybe next to Facebook where people hate it so much, but we're addicted to it. I rarely go on and i will be honest if i'm tweeting jokes it's likely because i have planned them on hootsuite just to go out and i'm never on it yeah i'm just like i need to look like i'm alive i do that with my rejected reductress headlines Mm -hmm. i tweet them um yeah i definitely don't use twitter like i used to use twitter now i'll do like what i'm doing with riverdale which is like i'll just spam everybody with my thoughts (laughs) on riverdale but i'm not gonna debate people i don't know about politics on twitter anymore i like nope I don't even follow that many people and I'm still overwhelmed constantly. Yeah. So I'm mostly I just use it to like be funny and have people validate. I, me. Yeah, I, f- I follow like news journalists and comedians. That's mm-hmm. what I use it for now. It's just like I, I just want to see like breaking news. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to see people fighting about politics. If people Thank really. You. Oh, my God. And if people tag me into fights, I will block you and mute you. Ooh, burn. Yeah. Like don't. I'm not the principal of the school. So many people treat me that way when they're like, Allison, this person's wrong. And I'm like, I literally don't care. Like, yes. I don't care. Handle it like an adult. Like, if you don't want to debate them, fine. But Chloe took my sandwich. I already have to deal with you two. I can't deal with other people (laughs) fighting on Twitter. Good. 
guys, I can't deal with it. Okay. Um, you would be very impressed. We took a full like 30 minute car ride to Beverly Hills, Honestly. drove through the hills and went Wait, home and it was like very an nice and, and peaceful. I was like an hour and a half. It was a long time. Yeah. I honestly was afraid about you guys. Well, we had a great time. Point, at one point, Shem goes, Allison's not here to break them up. <laughs> <laughs> but I got back in the car. I honestly was like, oh no. Was, we were very, I think we were chill. I mean, I hate you, but we were chill. <laughs> yeah, but we were chill about yeah. it. You didn't get into you, like physical blows while you were driving, which is what I was worried about. Like you guys no. fighting. And Rachel is a good bet. Not Were a backseat driver. I was a good navigator. Yeah, yeah, I navigate it. You're a bad navigator. I'm going to say that right now. <gasps> you, oh, give, no. you don't give enough warning. No, because the because GPS the looks GPS, weird. Oh, you're yeah. one of those. You want to turn no, no, out, turn no, no, out. No, 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 no. I tried to, but the GPS would yeah. be like, make a left. And then after we made a left, I'm like, well, we have to go to the right 600 feet. So just like stay here and let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're a safe one. The GPS was fucked. Thank you. you. Well, I'm glad you're both alive. Thank you, me too. Please follow Rachel and Chloe on Twitter at Real Slim Chata. Me. At It's The Chew. Me. And please also follow us on Instagram. Yes, at Rachel We're all Chata. there. Mm-hmm. Everything's just under my name, Allison Kilkenny, because I'm a fucking professional about it. And I'm not. Mine's Chloe underscore Patterson underscore. There's two fucking underscores. There's two. Mine's at Rachel Chaddle. My Twitter's only not at Rachel Chaddle because I got locked out of my I at know, Rachel Chaddle. I know. It's okay. <laughs> but guys, please go to lighttreason.news and smash that donate button to keep us going. Meow, For meow, meow, as meow. little as $5 a month or a one-time donation, I don't stress that enough. If you can't do regular payments, that's okay. We also accept a one-time donation. I also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Kilkenny, where you can sign up at the $5 a month level and send questions that we'll answer on Light Trees and News. $10 a month, you get to do the online hangouts that are ever so much fun. Do it. $50 a month, you get a handwritten letter from me every month and all of those other perks. You get to do the monthly hangout. You get to send questions. Get the whole shebang. You get it all. And also, there's a dollar a month option where you get access to, honestly, pretty much all of my writing and the window podcast. <gasps> so do that as well. That's uh, our, our lower tier um, option. But also, so appreciated, guys. And yeah, most importantly, tell a friend about the show. That's a free way to help the show. Mm. You can also go rate and review us on iTunes. Free. Give us five stars. Mm-hmm. That actually helps so much, guys. And in terms they're deserved. Of, thank you so much. Uh, it helps so much in terms of like where we end up on the iTunes charts and stuff like that. So really, really important. I hope you're all subscribed to the show. That's yes. hugely important. Don't just be like downloading episodes individually. Subscribe, babies. Yeah. Thank you so much for all the support and for listening. And while you're at it, get out there and cause a little trouble. Love you. Bye.